Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. So we're in Colossians, and Paul is in prison in Rome. He is not even in Colossae. He has um, spoken to someone named um, Epaphras. Am I saying his name right? Epaphras. Epaphras. Yeah. Okay. And he's someone who's actually was born in Colossae, and he went to Paul to Rome to um, talk to him about what was going on. And this is the letter that Paul returned. Paul's talking about um, Thanksgiving and prayer for the Colossians just in general because they are a um, faithful people. But some things are kind of starting to creep in, and Paul starts to address them. And the way he addresses it isn't so much like, it was kind of neat. He wasn't really talking about, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. Mm -hmm. He talks about who Christ is. Like, that's his Mm -hmm. first go-to. He talks about the supremacy of Christ. Some things, he's the image of the invisible God. He's firstborn over all creation. He was the firstborn of the dead. Um, And that made him first to help as people rose. He was the Mm -hmm. first one to rise from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the head of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all things were created by him, mm-hmm. and um, through him, and through him, and he holds all things together. I love that. Oh, that's that's amazing, my wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's I like mean, the ultimate super glue. He is. Yes, he yeah, is. I like that. <laughs> So we find ourselves, we're going to probably start in 19. We're just going to read there, Mm -hmm. um, verse 19 from the NIV. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And he and him being Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome that he Mm. chose to reconcile all all things through Jesus. So the one who created everything, who holds everything together, now he's the one who's bringing reconciliation to all things mm-hmm. with the Father. And so let's kind of talk about reconciliation because sometimes that can feel like a churchy word, but it's also actually a legal word. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. kind of an accounting word. Accounting word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Accounting, right. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. we have a like a ledger sheet right. before we're believers with, that's loaded down with sin, partly because we're in a fallen world, and we have a sin nature, and then we actually sin. Mm. So I've got a ledger here that's got a sin balance on it, and that has to be reconciled in order for me to come before a holy God. And so Jesus provided that reconciliation. Right, as and only he could. personal um, look at it, being reconciled with someone you've been estranged from, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you're coming back together with them. You're going to be back in a good relationship. And uh, so God wants us to be reconciled to him because we've been away. And um, That's he, good, Terry. Through Christ and his shed blood on the cross is how he reconciles us to himself. Mm-hmm. He brings us. It's not even us necessarily looking for the reconciliation. It's God looking to be reconciled to us because he loves us. Yeah. yeah. So even looking at it is a way of connecting, reconnecting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, straightening out that ledger sheet so that it's possible. And Jesus doing that personally, making sure that happens. Yeah. I like the um, part where... Um, this is a quote from Stuart Allen that Paul is asserting that Christ is the completion of the deity. The completion of the deity dwells. He's not merely 
being in, imbued with um, great power, but rather the actual dwelling place of the very essence of God. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you might hear us say, like, this is the temple of God, Jesus was the full, I don't know about temple for him, though. Expression? He was the full expression in one way, and then a full expression as God, mm-hmm. full expression as human. So mm-hmm. I, with us, I say that we're like full expression as human, but mm-hmm. we have the living Christ dwelling within us. So maybe it isn't the same. I thought it was kind of the same, but... Well, there um, was something here that was talked about um, Jesus being fully man and fully God. <clears throat> like on one hand, you know, he he said, I'm thirsty. Right. That's man. Yeah. You know, he, he had a body that needed food and water and sleep. And, um, and then he was fully God when he rose Lazarus from mm-hmm. the dead. You know that's his that's his power of God that he's able to raise from the dead. So reconcile those two. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what my favorite Bible verse is? What? Jesus wept. No. <laughs> he stinketh. He stinketh. <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. Where's that? When with Lazarus. With Lazarus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because he was dead, and Sister he wasn't said, just like a little bit dead. He was super dead. Yeah. And he stinketh. Oh my That's goodness. What Martha says. Martha said, "You're not going to call him out." <laughs> he stinketh. That would so He's been be me. Dead these four days. Febreze will not even work this night. <laughs> no. yeah. But that's God. I mean, that's fully God mm-hmm. is to yeah. even pass mm-hmm. through the stinketh yeah. <laughs> to yeah. bring him yeah. back. Yeah. And he did not. Stink He's not just back. a little dead. Mm-hmm. Well, as truly he dead. is stinketh dead. Yeah. <laughs> a as a human, mm-hmm. no, yeah. I'm not going into the stinketh. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm thinking about just like why does God need to create that reconciliation? Why did He even want that? He could have left us in the tomb too. Mm-hmm. So, in verse 21 um, of Colossians here, 121, it says, "You were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior." So we live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. you know. Unfortunately, we inherited that, right? You know, Adam and Eve sinned against God. They rebelled against God by not following His directions, and the consequences of that rebellion are that we live in a fallen world, and now we're subject to sin. Mm-hmm. Sin can rule over us. Our minds have been clouded because we've talked about the fact that we have an enemy here. There is something else here that's trying to keep us from God. Um, and so God has to find a way to make allies of us and get rid of the fact that we're enemies. And he is Jesus. And mm-hmm. Jesus is the way. His body yeah. as a human in human form mm-hmm. to do that. Well, because man had been, the first Adam had been given the lease over the earth, okay? God said to Adam, you know, be fruitful, be multiplied, take dominion, rule over the earth. But when man chose to rebel against God, he kind of handed that authority to the enemy. Right. Well, now it's going to take a second Adam to come back and restore things to the way God wanted them to be. Um, and so that's Jesus by shedding, by coming as a man mm-hmm. um, in the lineage of Adam, mm-hmm. he was able to reestablish our authority in this in this earth by sacrificing himself, leading a sinless life, and then sacrificing himself for us. Right. Verse twenty two um, goes through, and it, it it says that through Christ's body we are able to be presented holy in His sight, without blemish, and free from accusation. Mm-hmm. 
So through the fact that Jesus died for us, Mm -hmm. that ledger has been balanced, and we are now able, when the time comes, to be presented to God um, clean. Yeah, that blood didn't just cover, you know, in the Old Testament, when they would make a sacrifice, the blood was used to atone, to cover the sin. Mm -hmm. But Jesus' blood actually washes us from that sin. Um, So it's it's gone. In Him, we are clean um, and righteous, in right relationship with the Father, Mm -hmm. because we're in Jesus. So we're able to move on as we... Move on from this earthly life, mm-hmm. and we are presented to God um, at the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. Then we are able to go and live with Him in eternity. In eternity. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're a new creation on this earth. Even mm-hmm. though we're still mm-hmm. living here, we are now a new creation. And the fact that we've been cleansed of that sin and, and reconciled to God allows us now to live out our life, well, for Jesus maybe to live out His life through us on this earth. And that's really an important thing. We talked a little bit earlier before we started um, recording about the fact that we have a mission in this earth, um, that God wants everybody to know how much he loves them and that he provides a way back to himself to be reconciled um, through his son, Jesus. And that that's our mission is to let people know that um, because our father doesn't want anybody to be lost. He wants all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Yep. Think about how powerful that is in a family. Mm-hmm. You know, even and not to it's like it's almost like this stop point as a Christian or depending on how your family even if your family is Christian, but maybe not living it out fully, which we're gonna find out in class and the rest of Colossians, there's a lot going on mm-hmm. back then and now. Mm-hmm. But what a stopgap. Like we're you were talking about in the line of Adam. I was like, Yeah, in my family line. What, what is it like for me to fill this gap? Not me, but me as a Christian stepping in and revealing Christ and sharing who he is um, and living out his plan for me. That has to change a family line in some way. Absolutely. Even if we don't see it, that act of faith changes that family line. And it changes it eternally. Yeah. But this is the thing, um, we talked in church a couple weeks ago about how so often we think of eternity like as this giant time in the cosmos, right, essentially, but eternity starts now. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right now is eternity. Yeah. And so what we do as a stopgap, as we do to sh- change the lineage, as we do to show um, the people of the fallen world, what Christ is eternally, that makes a difference what we do now. So even as I'm listening to us talk about this, there may be a lot of people that have no idea what we're talking about. doesn't make any sense. It feels like it's a lot of theory. Let it wash over you. You don't need to fully get it, understand it. You can go back and listen if you want to. You can read the word for yourself and just kind of see what's actually in there. But just to really encourage people to um, not have to know, not have to know this completely, because in Colossians, we're talking about some big stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? I've got a great little story, I think, that kind of helps with the lineage piece. Um, there's a, an evangelist, Marilyn Hickey is her name, and um, her father committed suicide. <clears throat> and so I believe this is the way the story goes. 
um, one day she was saying, you know, she was suffering from some depression or some bad feelings, and she was like, you know, she got this little thing in her head that, well, her dad killed himself, and so, you know, maybe she'd just kill herself. And then she really felt God say to her, but I'm your dad now. Mm. I'm your father now. So we need to understand that, that while we have an earthly lineage, now we have a, a spiritual lineage too. And we're not just held back by that earthly lineage, mm. whatever it might have been or whatever it might be. We have another lineage that we can pull on and follow and live out and pass on to our children. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I loved that idea that, oh, wait a minute, I'm your dad now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we forget that sometimes. Yeah. And that's part of living in an eternal perspective. Absolutely. That's yeah. where definitely that comes in. And mm-hmm. your lineage could be super messy. It can be. Think super about messy. the lineage of Jesus. If you were with <laughs> us for the Jesse tree at all, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a hot mess. Yeah. We've got prostitutes, mm-hmm. we have incest, we have murderers, we mm-hmm. have all kinds of People that sell their brother into slavery. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of and, things. And who was that brother? We didn't give that straight on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joseph second from the youngest. Thank you. <laughs> but we have all, I mean, Jesus, who is the one who paid it all, not to be too churchy, but, yeah. you know, yeah. he, Jesus paid he, it all. But he came from a hot mess, too. Yes, he did. Yes. yes, he did. So because of his redemption, we have a chance to... Change that lineage. And I think God told us all those stories so that we would know that <coughs> that's okay. And we haven't disappointed Him if we've got mistakes and issues and if we came from a lot of problems. He's not disappointed with that. He can still mm-hmm. um, reconcile that. Right. That can still be reconciled to Him. And through that reconciliation, there is nothing that we can ever do or say to make Him love us any less. Or love us anymore. Yeah. Because he fully loves us and embraces us. Mm-hmm. I think that's a hard thing for us as humans to really understand. Because we do have some conditional love. You know, we love sometimes our, our husbands <laughs> a little conditionally. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're not nice to me, you know, if you cheat on me, then I'm not going to love you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but God never says that. Never. There's no situation where his love is conditional. It is totally unconditional. Mm-hmm. Once we receive his son, we are we're in, baby. We're in. Yeah. 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 And it's and it's that unrelenting love of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that just keeps coming after you, coming mm-hmm. after you. And when we want to knock ourselves down and we go, Oh, I'm so ashamed. I can't believe I'm going through this. I can't believe I'm doing this. Why did I do that? We've got this voice of God going, I love you. You're mine. Yeah. You're a daughter of the king. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So so another thing that Paul does is he there is um, something that Paul puts on it, and he says, if you continue your faith, established and firm, and you don't move from the hope that's held out in the gospel. And in other words, too, it's like, stay strong in the gospel of God, in the true gospel of God, the one I'm teaching you. So remember what was going on in Colossae, where a lot of... We're, we, when we say heretical, I think sometimes there's like this movie idea or this thing like, oh, they're crazy. They don't look like that. They look very normal, mm-hmm. very and subtle and appealing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there are things that were, I'm going to say, contaminating the true gospel. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. It kind of feels yeah. like it. It comes yeah. in, just kind of slides in, mm-hmm. and it, it's now made it something different. And yeah. it's not like a 
you know, if you're going to contaminate water, right. you can do it in lots of different ways. You can pour acid in it, and you know by the smell and the look and probably the texture of it that it's it's contaminated. Right. But if you were going to contaminate Kool-Aid, right. okay, because Kool-Aid has a real sweet smell and it has a color to it, and so if you're going to contaminate Kool-Aid, you could drop a little bit of arsenic in there. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to know. We're not saying to do that. No, please, (laughs) please. I've read way too many like Victorian murder books is (laughs) really what it is. (laughs) Lots of arsenic. Um, But, you know, and that's one of those things where you can build it up and build it up and build it up slowly but surely. And nobody knows. Yeah. Not yeah. that I'm an arsenic expert, but anyway, <laughs> oh, you know, and that's, but yeah. that's what it is. It's one of those, those like slow contamination, which is um, in a lot of ways what was happening here. Just so. And you don't necessarily see it. You don't see it happening. Right. And suddenly yeah. it's a part of your worship. It's a part of what your quote unquote faith. Yeah, it's but part it's of false. your belief system. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. So I've been convicted as I'm reading Colossians. I'm struggling with this particular study because all I keep seeing is my heresy. Like, where am I sliding? My contamination is Use probably a better I way really to like say that. that. Yeah. yeah, where things are just sliding in and it's like they shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, I think we talk, go ahead. Well, some of this was because of the Greek form of thought mm-hmm. the Gnosticism. The Gnosticism yes. yeah. and the fact that, you know, is matter good or evil, it was Jesus' spirit or matter, what, you know, all of those questions, that's cultural. So mm-hmm. that's one of the big things that we have to be aware of as Christians, I think, is that cultural contamination to our belief system. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, we could do a whole 90-minute yeah. episode on that. Oh, and let me tell <laughs> you, you know. I've already done one in my head. And so then when you go back to it, and what was so nice, I came in and I was talking with Angie this morning and I said, oh boy, I'm seeing it, you know, all that stuff. And she was talking about how she's seeing other things with this. Well, the cool thing for me was that even though these Christians in Colossae were sliding down some bad slopes, they were letting some bad thinking and some bad believing, wrong believing come in, Paul still is addressing them as his brothers and sisters in love. Mm -hmm. So he is looking at the positive stuff. You're Mm -hmm. still my brothers and sisters. Okay, we got to work on this over here a little Mm -hmm. bit. But it's in love and it's in kindness and it's in the desire to restore them, not to cut them off or to judge them as being unfit. It doesn't do anything like that. It's a very loving, let's get you... Let's get things figured out here so you get back on track. Right. Just like yes. God feels about mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Well, and he says, you know, once you once you were alienated, but mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But now. And mm-hmm. so he's not saying you were alienated and then you were better and now you're now alienated, you're alienated again. again. He's yeah. just like, but now, just yeah. remember, but yeah. now. Yeah. So I'm listening to all of you and going, realizing what I do. I look for how I'm contaminated, how I'm doing that. But God, the loving thing to do. The unloving thing to do is judge and get harsh with myself or others. It doesn't matter. matter. The other unloving thing to do is to not point it out Mm. and to pretend it's not there. The loving thing to do is to engage in love and say, this is, and and not necessarily jaw at all the stuff that's bad, but say, this is what's true. This is what's true. This is what'll happen. This is who Christ is. And to let the things fall away. We don't always have to fight the bad stuff. All we need to do is turn to Christ. Turn to God. And I'm saying a fly can't sit on a hot stove. So if you get hot enough for Jesus, all the flies, all that funny, wrong thinking, they'll go. 
I've never heard that phrase. You've never I heard that, that phrase? Flies can't sit on a hot stove. At some level, it grosses me out, it's a good but southern. I do like it. Yeah, good, good southern phrase. That's because you've not lived it's in the southern. south in yeah. the summer with all the flies. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, and that's what Paul says. They stick with what we taught you, what we taught you, the true faith, what we proclaim to you, and be established and be firm in that. Mm-hmm. Don't waver and get off. Did, did we say that? Did you hear any of us say anything like that? That's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Stick with what you have heard and grow yeah. and be firm in it. It's so loving. Yeah, yeah, it is loving. Okay. Well, on that note, does somebody want to pray us out today? God, we just... Um, Come before you, Lord, so grateful um, for your word, Lord. Um, We just thank you that we need to just look to you, Lord. It's that simple. We need to know who Jesus Christ is, God. We need to be in his presence, Lord. If we're not sure of something, God, um, I just ask that we just lay it before you. Say, Lord, you tell me. You tell me if this is true. You tell me the truth. Show me in your word what you say. And if there's this feeling of... um, just disruption or discomfort, Lord, that we listen to it, that we attend to it, and that we trust that it'll be okay if we just hand it to God and let him tell us what he wants for us. Um, The things that we feel we depend on, they can fall away. They can fall Mm -hmm. away. And what happens is this revelation of Jesus Christ. And God, we just thank you for that. We ask for everyone's eyes and ears and hearts to be open towards you, Lord, as they listen to this. We ask them to go on the adventure with you, God, this day as they ask you, what do you want, God? What, what's the truth? Show me the truth. So, Lord, we just praise you and we just thank you in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And cut. <laughs> <laughs>